Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, watching, wherever, however you consume this show. We are eternally grateful. Jim Monas, what is happening in your world, your life? You're a, you're a jet setter, man. You, I, I'm surprised you didn't just stay out there. Why not just stay out there in Hawaii? Why come back? Aloha, everybody. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. But I literally was just in Hawaii for three nights. I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it other than it was a great experience there. there, You know, obviously it was through work. You could see it on Twitter on XFL, but definitely was, it was really cool experience. And um, we did a showcase at um, Dwayne Johnson's high school. um, You're on Dwayne terms. You're on Dwayne terms. No, DJ, 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 DJ. No, but anyway, he, he, I mean, he gave a great professional effort. You know, he was classy. He was really into it with all the players. And then he did something with the high school kids um, and Danny Garcia as well, his uh, ex-wife, one of the other uh, owners of the league. So they were, it's cool to be a part of it right now. It, it really was. It was a nice experience out there, but man, I don't know what day it is. Yeah. That's, uh, we were talking earlier today, six hour time difference. Six hours. Ooh. Oh, we feel and so no, bad for you, honestly. We feel hours. terrible for you, Jim, going to, you know, drag to Hawaii. <laughs> this is where I have to well. stop. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, I mean, this is where I have to stop. Because like I said, great experience. Yeah, but it's, it's incredible. And to the extent that you can, can you explain to our listeners what exactly the XFL is doing right now? You know, whether it's there, down in Florida, the showcase yeah. events, like, where 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 is the league in terms of it's, like the phases up to the start of the season? No, it's a, I'm glad you brought that up because it's really been nice. But uh, what we've done is we set up what we call showcases where we've invited about 150 players that we, you know, kind of all our guys that, that work in the personnel department have, have kind of identified. And we also have about 150 open slots for people who want to, you know, pay to try out. So it's really been a nice mix. You get a little bit of everything. Um, but, uh, Hawaii was fun because it, you know, just because it's Hawaii, that was our least amount of guys, but we had some, there was some talent there. Like there was some, it was some, 
It was some good stuff. And to see their high school, like to, to picture going to high school, like in the middle of downtown Honolulu, like it's crazy to think that that's where you <laughs> grow up. Yeah, we might need to take a go long trip out to Hawaii when the, when the Pro Bowl's back there. Just, just Man. you know, duty calls. No, it was it sorry, definitely honey. Was <laughs> well, like, no sports gambling though, so <laughs> no gambling. Not out there. Ooh, all right, I like it. Cracking down on the debauchery. I, I, I am so fascinated by the league, though. I, I we've talked yeah. about it. I mean, obviously, you know, knowing you, a little, a little biased, but I genuinely think everything's on the right track. I, I think that there's so much going for this league and an all, not even an alternative. What do you want to call it? An alternative, a supplement, you know, just more football when there needs to be more real football with good coaching. That's good. Yeah. Great stories. There's going to be stories to tell. That's really what's going to be. That's where we want to get to. Like, you know, to have, to be able to tell the, these, you know, people what they're doing. This is a way for them to continue to play football for their career. You know, other than if they have a full-time job or a part-time job, they do fo- they do this, you know, for six, seven months out of the year. So it's, that's kind of the goal of it. Not everybody's going to make the NFL. They know that. We know that. But like you said, hopefully there is a market for people to extend playing football as a career. Great TV contract. Yeah. Big names. Yeah. The biggest name behind the league in The Rock. I mean, yeah. I can't think of a bigger name than that. No, it was he was into it. I mean, he was. Is he? It was good to see those. It was. It was uh, it's a production. I mean, you know, they're they're filming too. They're doing some good things. So, the XFL Twitter and the XFL website, top notch too right now. So everybody can follow all the news there. It definitely keeps everybody updated. And if anybody else gives you guys shit about the logo and like, just send them to me. Send them to me. Send Rapioni over here. <laughs> What a BS complaint. Get I, I know one thing. You're not that I, important. I don't know what happened, but that did go away. But I didn't hear anything else. Yeah, because she's an idiot with it. That was I, we did talk about that on here. I, that that was that was a reach. That was a reach. Did we talk about it? Okay, I won't. Rant I don't know if we talked about it a lot, but I just thought it was a reach. Yeah, you're being kind. So the NFL has entered the doldrums on the calendar. Not a lot happening. I think teams hope that there's not a lot, not a lot happening. Right. You know, I can still remember being on the Packers beat the Bills beat that last day of mini camp. <laughs> You'd get Mike McCarthy or Rex Ryan, uh, what have you at the podium. Just, you can kind of see that look like, God, I hope nobody does anything stupid the next month. Like if you're a team, you're just hoping for no arrests, no headlines, everybody go on vacation with your families it's... and just be in the dark until training camp. It really is like you just don't want to like because you hit this point now when you're in personnel coaching where you don't want to see anybody that you work with show up on your phone calling you because everybody this is everybody's time to go go do what you have to do be around whoever you need to be around decompress get ready but Kiko Alonso I always remember that call from Doug. I was at the Jog, beach. Jog I was, our memories on that one. Yeah. He got, he, I think it was his knee injury in the off season, just working out. That's right. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Those are the calls. Like you're like, when you see Doug call, like, well, his name popping up. I'm like, Oh, this can't, this has to be, 
right? Because there's no good news coming. In that no, situation. that's what, like, what, no. what could possibly be the good news? That's what I'm saying. There, you don't want to know. There's we talk enough. We see each other every day. This is get away from everybody. Like, yeah, I mean, I God, Ella is going to be three. Sunny is going to be one, and I'm already fearing yeah. teenage years when they go out with friends and that phone call comes in at a time when you don't want that phone call to come in. Like it's probably, you know, bad to already be terrified of that moment, but it's every parent's nightmare to get a phone call like that. You know what? I agree with you. I try not to think it's, it gets overwhelming when you start thinking about the few, like everything. Cause we know what they're going to go through. Like we all know what they're, it's, They're in for, <laughs> we all know, it's almost like, good luck. I hope it works. So I thought that on yeah. the podcast leading up to the start of training camp, and uh, we've got some great plans for training camp that we'll fill everybody in on when the time is right. But until then, let's like look at individual players. I think last year at this time, we kind of went division by division and we had some great guests on. Um, that were that were awesome. I mean, I want to get Chris Sims back on. It was right around now. That was fun. That was fun. Chris yeah, Sims. I've been texting yeah. him. He's been busy with his top forty. And did you see yeah. the like the quarterback coach uh, combo? Like who you who'd beat the hell out of you in a back alley brawl ranking? I didn't see that. That I I don't like rankings. That was really good. I mean, who I disagree with a lot that was on there, but it was it was interesting. Who did the ranking? A uh, Sims. Oh, Sims did. Yeah. Yeah. He had uh, Mike McDaniel and Tua Tunga Viola dead last. And Tua's uh, trainer, who I know pretty well, Nick Hicks, chimed in and said, hey, you, you do not know Tua. And, like, his people that – and I, I can see that, right, that Samoan heritage. Well, yeah. Woo, I, I wouldn't want to cross Tua. I, I bet there's a nasty side there. Yeah, that that's usually not – toughness isn't anything you question. No. No. I remember, um, well, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, everybody knows him for the TikToks and, yeah. you know, all the social media, dancing right. on the logo. But at his core, I mean, he is a tough SOB. And his mother's side, we've talked about it at length with, with Juju. I mean, the Samoan heritage runs deep. Like, he wouldn't take any medication for anything mm-hmm. ever from youth to now. It was like holistic stuff. And playing with every injury imaginable, he played rugby, just knocked a dude out when he was a kid. Um, so yeah, I that, that, I disagree with that with Chris Sims. I think you know, I think his Tua seems like such a nice guy in his press conferences, where he's so friendly that there's almost I think there's a dark passenger there to, to steal the Dexter term that you don't want to mess with. I'd have to look that list up. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's murdering people in a vigilante way. I, I don't mean that. Have you watched Dexter? Yes. So I'm, I'm just like, I think I'm episode four into the second, into this, the new season thing. I loved it. I, I, I thought that it's hard to end any show. I mean, it's almost an impossible hard. proposition, but I at think first I was, yeah, I'm giving it a last chance. Season, I mean, they righted the wrongs. Like it ended horribly 10 years ago. Terrible. It was rough. That was a rough one. Right. With the beard and lumberjack, but. They fixed it. Now, if Game of Thrones can get around to fixing that disaster, then all of, we'll be right in the world. Yeah, you you're right. talked about Thrones. Are you a Thrones guy? So I did it. 
I can't say. I think I did it. it. I definitely was intrigued, but I can't say I'm like I didn't wasn't dying to see every episode. But wow, yeah, that's right. I know. You're watching your trash reality show. Yeah, it's yeah. you said the key word reality. I'm watching real people. Like I'm not watching aliens and dragons and whatever it is. I'm telling you, it's but no, I get you it. Have to Look, let go, Jim. You I did. Let I watched go. it. I watched it. I watched it. So I can't say I didn't like it. All right, I know we're going all over the place. Like when it comes to reading, I was always that way. Like it has to be nonfiction. Can't get down with fiction. And uh, my brother-in-law who listens to the podcast religiously, Clint Depew, thank you very much for this suggestion. <laughs> I said, man, I got, I got to get into some fiction. And uh, audiobooks are just great. Obviously, if you're mowing the lawn, doing whatever outside, driving yeah, around. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to recommend to everybody listen, The Sun by Philip Meyer fantastic audiobook listen okay um but a family you know in texas three generations kind of jumps chapter to chapter a lot of murder um you know there's some you know, they, they 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 war with the native americans and they're warring with the mexicans and befriending some of them some are friends some are enemies it's it's great but to your point you have to kind of like whether you're watching something on tv or reading just like let go and give in to this yeah, you got to get, I, I like how you said that. You got to give in. You can poke holes in everything. Like, either enjoy it. I mean, just like we talked about Dexter. I mean, you could poke so many holes in Dexter that just makes it right. so not real at all. But just have fun with it. <laughs> but that was the problem with the last season, really the last two seasons of Game of yeah. Thrones, because it sounds so stupid because to your point, yeah, there's dragons and there's just no, I'm a little, not, yeah. but like they, but they make it. you buy in. They, yes. Everybody bought into that world. And yes. then at the end, it became unrealistic because the characters were doing things very <laughs> rapidly in their development as characters, if that makes any sense, right? Like, Khaleesi isn't all of a sudden going to be this tyrant in a span of two episodes when she's loving and hugging. I know and what you, mean, yeah. is, you know, champion of humanity uh so yeah but, that's you, sink yourself, you, but you sink yourself into it and then plus you had a starbucks cup just sitting there like you pour multi-millions billions of dollars into this show and you forget to remove the starbucks cup that's, like, that is one of the best that is an underrated story that doesn't happen awful all right what the hell are we talking about yeah pl- our players we yeah we went <laughs> Key on players for the 2022 season guys that we're not talking enough about so last year we did a lot of team like division by division this year. Let's talk about individual players that maybe, you know, NFL network, ESPN, SI, the mainstream, or I don't have the time to dig into a little bit. We'll try to on this podcast and guys we're familiar with. So uh, we're going to have a story up. If you haven't read it already, go along t.com on a guy who's come up a few times on this podcast, Jim, Sammy Watkins. 2014, first round, fourth overall, correct? Traded up. Correct. You're the director of personnel. So you guys, you and Doug, Wayne, Doug Marone, the whole gang, uh, select Sammy Watkins. And here he is, year nine, still playing, fifth team. And I think he could be. He really could be the difference for the Green Bay Packers. I don't think that's too hyperbolic. They need, they need somebody at receiver to be a game changer, to stretch a defense. You've got Alan Lazard, 
eight touchdowns on 40 catches last year. He's solid. He's going to block. He'll catch what's thrown to him. Um, Christian Watson, I mean, he, he could be good. Second round pick, North Dakota State. But they didn't even really throw a lot in college, and it's North Dakota State, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I, to ask him to be a number one guy right now is a little That'd much. Right. He, he could be good, but, I mean, and, and rookie receivers for Aaron Rodgers historically don't really do anything. It's, mm. it's just hard to get on his level. Juwan Winfrey is the wild card. We had the yeah, story. Out. Right. We're going to get him on the podcast hopefully soon. He has practiced with Aaron Rodgers for a couple <clears> of years. Um, and, you know, he's always had something to deal with from Maryland to getting booted to Juco to Colorado to injuries, but to Denver, you know, who knows what happens there. But Sammy Watkins is proven. Like we've seen it. He burns Richard Sherman in the Super Bowl. You go back and you watch even some of his games with Baltimore. And as we know, Greg Roman's offense, not exactly wide receiver friendly. Lamar Jackson, not exactly a pinpoint accurate type of quarterback, you know, that's going to beat you from the pocket. He still had some moments. I mean, he's, you know, he had this catch over his shoulder against the Raiders that comes to mind. Um, He juked out uh, Patrick Sertain, the second, you know, a rookie star for Denver. He's good too. You're right. I I think there's still some pop. There's still some athleticism. There's still something to his game. And we'll get into it here on, on this episode, but all that other stuff, you know, that he goes through mentally and what he's overcome. Yeah. How, how bad it got in Buffalo. The fact that he overcame all of that to get to this point, that to me is invaluable. Like, I don't know how you quantify it, but it means something to your locker room. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to think about, um, how much injury injuries played a part in his career and Sammy's career being what it is. I mean, it really was true. I mean, his foot was not good with us and it's never been right. Um, he doesn't look the same to me. I don't, he, he looks good to me though. Like when you see him, he does look good. Um, that one catch he didn't make Lamar made a beautiful throw. It was a Sunday night game. Back of the, it almost, remember, they questioned if he was worried about hitting the goalpost. And did he really track that one? And, and it's, and I will, here's one thing that I used to say frustrated me with Sammy a little bit. And I'm not saying it may be due to his injury, but I never felt like he made that unbelievable wow play consistently enough. Like where you see them, like the Mike Evans and the Odell's from that same draft class where they make game changing just, and Sammy does make, Sammy has it in him, but I think through the injuries, it's taken away his ability to really make game changing type catches um, with explosion in the air. If that makes sense. He, um, he was never like a great leaper. Sammy wasn't like a great vertical guy coming out of college. Like his vertical was very average for a guy who could, run four, three. Um, he's very, you know, so, but his route running was so good. His hands. I mean, if you can remember the way he just naturally would always just snatch, you know, it was so easy for him late hands. Boom. I just love everything about him as a receiver. I would, I think it'd be a great story for sure. If he was a part of green Bay's, you know, run. To the Super well, Bowl. the injuries are number one, number so one, the foot was, the foot was re- I mean, it's a, noteworthy. Real, it's, a, it's a really scary thing. Yeah. But then you also have broken ribs, a hip 
tear, a glute injury, a hamstring, a calf, all all in just Buffalo. Uh, so that, like, it, it adds to what your whole story was with him. Like it adds to, I mean, that's his career. You know, he's getting all these injuries. And... So I'll, I'll have the link um, here on the podcast wherever you listen if you if you missed the story. But we we caught up you know, several times over the years. Actually, the first the first time we met and like and me and you, we didn't really know each other that well. No. Then. But that 2015 season, the first time I met Sammy Watkins is when demanded the ball 10 times a game in the corner of the locker room and said that, you know, you guys were making him look bad. He yeah. was looking bad. Like, why don't we make both of ourselves look good and just get me the dang ball? Basically. It was great. He was honest. He was um, correct. He I mean, really, I could tell Tyrod you. started chucking it up to him and thing. Statistically, it's the best season of his career. 2015. Everybody was, there was a lot of people agreeing with him on that. You know? Yeah. Every, I mean, there wasn't like it was just unfortunate that it couldn't ever be consistent like that. But yes, he wasn't alone. Like we all wanted him to get more opportunities. But we definitely, I didn't know. Nobody knew in in the media. The fans didn't know, and even you guys didn't know. No, we didn't know in the front office. I don't think the coaching staff knew, and I don't think the players knew. Is that as things were going south, he is drinking every night partying every night on Chippewa street, just blowing through his $12.8 million signing bonus. Like when I tell you, we talk about getting wasted, wasted, as he said, like the coaches know everything that's going on with all their players, players talk, whatever. I mean, we would have something. Hey, the receiver coach would, Hey, he's going through something right now. Like he's really struggling with something. Sanjay law. Yeah, I mean, Sanjay was like, I mean, he was, I think he's one of the, I mean, he's one of the better coaches. He was very, like, he's, into he's his fantastic. player's mental state. He's very into that. Um, that, that it didn't come up. Like, he it's did crazy. It really well. You think, you like, know, I heard him, he was really tight with Caleb Holly. Yeah. On, on the depths of the, de- of the receiver, you know, on, on the depth chart. Um, so he gets to let go. And I think that, that didn't help. No, it added to, yeah. But and all Tyler, the drinking and the partying is what fed the injuries. It was his point. Like he he'd wake up and go to practice and just you know We're, blow a muscle, twist something, turn something. Yeah. And there's there's something to that. I mean, Rob Gronkowski in our tight ends book, people will read. You know, he had the he had to dial back his partying. Like there's a reason you didn't see him going viral like on the latter part of his career because he could feel the effects of it the next day. That's funny. We've all been there, right? We've, yeah, oh, no, we've all no. been a little groggy that next day after. Well, for us, it's you know two glasses of whiskey now, and then, and then we're du- we're dead to the world the next day. But I can imagine being a professional athlete, the most violent sport on earth, trying to perform <laughs> after you were just on Chippewa Street drinking your face off. What? Mm. You know, it's crazy too. Like we know, like I mean, a lot of the bar restaurants, like you know. Doug and I know a lot of those guys, the owners of those places. And I mean, they would tell us when certain guys were like, not, you know, not in a bad way or anything. They just say, Hey, he's here a lot or whatever. We'll see him a lot. He was acting a fool, whatever. I'm telling you, we didn't get anything about Sammy. Well, either. I I don't think he would lie to me about that. Cause I, I had a couple players tell me the same thing. I mean, Eric would be in one of them. Like I didn't, know about that i 
he might have just really hit it really well. Yeah, no, he may have. He's he may have. to volunteer this information. Like it's not necessarily something you'd want to just fabricate. Um, but he, you know, led to the injuries, and it wasn't just that. Like his, I mean, he's distancing. It gets so it gets to the point. Of the injury. So then the injuries set in. Yep. Things get worse on the field. Um, so we do that story and he, he remember he gets injured right away. Mm-hmm. I remember he returned. He gets the sarcastic cheers from the fans, the 70,000, like when he caught his first pass and I, on Instagram, remember the, uh, quote, continue working y'all little jobs that didn't necessarily help his cause in the it's court hard. of public opinion. I so I, it, it all kind of kept snowballing, yeah. snowballing. He distances yeah. himself from family. Caleb Holly gets cut. You know, his girlfriend, now wife at the time, Tala, he said he didn't really talk to her much. They, there's a distance there. So she, she's not really knowing what he's going through. And all that celebratory boozing kind of gives way to the self-loathing boozing. And, you know, he's drinking alone in the basement until 4 a.m., sleeping two hours, waking up at 6 a.m. The injuries are setting in. Everybody back home. Here's people don't realize this, man. I didn't until I started really talking to these players, but he comes from quote unquote, little Pakistan, Fort Myers is Dunbar area. Oh yeah, Family friends. He is like their shining light, their hope. And I think all that weighs on him. And all of a sudden, boom, his brother, Jari McMiller, who he's especially close to gets wrapped up in this Rico investigation as well as like, as he said, quote, half my family, you know, family, friends get, are tied up in this huge investigation. It goes to trial. Like Jari is living with him, gets taken back to Florida. Like a, it was bad. I mean, bad. Watkins paid a $1 million bond <laughs> to get him out. And that was January, 2017. That's right. Um, it, it really hit everything. Well, it's, really, it's physical and it's mental, right? Everything. And I mean, it's kind of why I always enjoy your story, but you touched on mental, you know, mental toughness and mental illness. All that is so real. Um, well, here's a quote that he had then when we chatted. So we talked after they won the Super Bowl, and he's a hero and he's kind of reflecting on the saw, but. He said, quote, I don't think the world knows what athletes go through off the field. We have family. We have lives. You have good and bad in your family. Yeah. I'm like effing Jesus in my family. I was putting family before football. I wasn't focused on football. I was like, F football. I'm going to say F. I have to figure out how I'm going to put my family in a position to be successful or not to get killed or not to get in a situation where they can go to jail. I mean, hopefully people read the story. I mean, he, he told so many different stories, like, you know, going out in clubs in Orlando and somebody's watching him, trailing him. Brutal. I mean, he wanted to retire. He wanted to go just leave the game, quit, done, finish. <clears throat> um, so fast forward to get out of this place is, yeah, he fell down all those rabbit holes. He's studying, he's researching religions to other dimensions, to astral realms, to their bodies, all of this stuff. And it, it sends him to a better mental state. So, you know, laugh at him all you want, mock him all you want, call him crazy all you want. He's not. I can tell you he's a genuinely wholesome, happy, at peace, 
husband, son, father right now. I mean, he's he everything he is he's kind of gone through. I think is also what kind of makes him maybe that player that the Packers need. I'm telling you, that hump. He loves football. Like he he really loves football. I mean, he he studies the game. He studies his opponents. I mean, I used to love our talks about just the players he was going against because um, he talked like a scout. Did he, he really? Oh, he was into it, and 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 his blocking was real. He was like a real blocker too. So he he really. I mean, it's funny when we had those guys on visits that year. We had them all. I mean, we had Odell, Mike Evans, and Sammy all different times. Sammy looked uncomfortable a little bit. Not gonna lie, so. I didn't. We took him. I remember we took him out to Osteria downtown Buffalo. Oh, great spot! Great spot. Nick, Nick, Nick Patillo, one of the great restaurant. I mean, great everything. Good man. Treated us like gold. That's why we took. You know, we took him there. And he just didn't look comfortable to me the whole trip. Was it but, the pizza cutting? Because Nick uses the scissors to cut the pizza. I know, which is I like. I like uh, that's that didn't get up Italy. That, it, it just he just looked it didn't I just remember thinking man I didn't like Mike Evans we did Mike Evans at the um what's the steakhouse downtown I'm drawing a blank um real Chop famous house? no the real famous one um not famous been Chop here house? forever Chop House sorry Chop House we had Mike Evans at Chop House he was awesome um he was awesome just his why not like, Mike Evans I mean we've talked about this draft you know, so that was a little bit where we just couldn't get. On the, the coaches and the suite personnel were on the same page with him. Um, we still would have had to go up to get him. Well, Sammy Watkins was absolutely the more dynamic. He was the player. We, yes, he was the one we all just felt completely good miss. about. Like we really weren't worried about him yet. We weren't. Yeah. We were just happy. We were really happy to, to get him. So. But what was, you know, what was it like, you know, when you're with him through 2014, 2015? Oh, he was 2016. He was awesome. So, I, it makes me, we had so going many through this all like, you yeah, know, I mean, you don't know what he's, he's one of the guys I talked to. I mean, we really talked a lot you know, through the whole process. So, you know, you get to know those guys and to think that, you know, I always felt for him because I'm always like, man, this is like, yeah. he's, He's better than what, you know, he's better than what, I mean, if you look back on really what he did, he was, he put up some numbers. Yeah. I mean, he's always goes down. It, was, it wasn't, it wasn't his, like, it wasn't his fault that we traded up for him. You know, it wasn't his fault that we never had, you know, the right quarterback for him. You know what I mean? That's not his fault. It just, he, it, it just, but he just, Buffalo, I just don't, what do you think people think of him in Buffalo? Like, just blah, like they don't hate, don't love type guy. I think it depends what level of fandom you are. I, I think if you're a surface level Bills fan and you don't really have a clue what he was going through or the circumstances yeah. around him, it's oh, what a buzz. Right we should have, you know, <laughs> right taken Cleo Mack, which obviously, you know, take Cleo. Yeah, Mack, we talked about everybody, that. what, 100 out of 100 times, but. We had yeah, Jerry, I mean, I Mario, we had Jerry Mario Williams at the time. Right, right. I mean, we, it just wasn't our, like, it, we recognized the talent. It just, we, I mean, look, 
Yes, easy to say. Should have been the pick. I I feel like it, it's a pick that has aged really well. I mean, for we just we see. I mean, it, it's injuries. If, if he's healthy, if he's all those receivers in that draft class, he's, if they were all to play with the same quarterback in the same offense, he'd be right there. I, I I mean, he's not Mike Evans. Obviously, Mike Evans is. Just because of his size. Sam, it, I, yeah. I don't think it, the discrepancy is really that wide. I, I don't. Um, I don't know. Devontae Adams, obviously, in the second round is a damn steal. <laughs> but well, he had Aaron Rodgers. Like, he has this time-tested relationship with wait, a quarterback. Like, Devontae Adams in 2015 was, was, a, was awful. He was terrible. He dropped everything. Jordy yeah. Nelson gets hurt. He can't step up. Yeah, I remember those jobs. It was another year with Aaron Rodgers, and those reps matter. And I'm not gonna lie, he turned he turned a corner, and he's arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. We talk about guys like hit and miss on guys a lot. Devontae Adams was a guy I loved in college, like loved him. It was just the Fresno thing. Then people couldn't just and there and he did have drops. He did. Okay, and then and I thought he made too many spectacular catches that everybody has drops. I thought it would be okay. And then that first year when he was dropping the ball, I was like, Oof. I was like, man, I guess I missed. <laughs> but he came back. I mean, he was who he was special, but anyway, what a, that, that receiving draft. Was- nuts. I'll just go through here real quick. I mean, Sammy Watkins fourth overall and I mean, 5,000 career yards, 34 touchdowns. And then you go to Mike Evans 9,375 touchdowns. And then you go to Odell Beckham Jr. at 12, 7,356 touchdowns. Brandon Cooks, 20. Kelvin Benjamin, 28. Carolina would love them all again there. And Buffalo traded for him too, right? After you guys left. It's funny Uh, how not everything always get up. Right. Marquise Lee. 39, USC. Uh, you have Jordan Matthews, who's in year two of trying to be a tight end, I think. Mm-hmm. He's at 42. And I could have that wrong. Maybe he's out of the league. Then, yeah, then Devon, uh, Paul Richardson. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle yeah. takes Paul Richardson. Yep. 45th overall. And then Devontae Adams, 53. Let's not forget. Allen Robinson. I was just going to say, wasn't Allen Allen Robinson was in that? That Jarvis Landry, sixty-three. That's a big time. That's one. That's got to be one of the best receivers. John Brown down at ninety-one. Yeah. Here's a name for you. Here's a blast from the past. And if anybody can find this player, let us know, and we're going to try to find him for a story. Dre Archer, ninety-seven. Oh, that's a great forty. He is the most just like disappeared the, from the world, right? The mystery of yes, that is a great, great call by you. He was a mystery even going into the draft. Everything about him was a mystery. Yeah, it was. Whether it was always like he always had something, but it was this the return stuff was like. Right, we're going to keep this tab open on the old uh, Mac because we have to we have to try to find Drew Archer. So, to go all right, our listeners are, are hearing it for the first time here. All right, so Sammy Watkins, Green Bay. Uh, 
a lot of injuries, a lot of mileage. Yeah. What's your honest assessment of where he's at and what he can give the Packers, Jim? That's what I I think that's a good way to say it. I think if you can just be realistic about it, I think he can be a good, you know, for whatever you need to use him. I would say mostly he's trying to get down the field. He still can run enough. You know, that's his, his one cut routes are his best. Like when he can just plant and explode, um, the way his feet are now and everything. So I, I think he can fit though. He I'm Aaron Rodgers will like him because he will know where to be. He'll know the offense. He'll catch everything. He he'll show up every day, works hard. I, I, I could see Aaron Rodgers at least trusting him a little bit. And that's the key. He's going to want to know yeah. if you're going to be in this spot. Yes. At this and he time. will be. He will be. And he needs to be there. Yep. Can he pick, but can you, even though he's a veteran, he hasn't yeah. played with Aaron Rodgers. Like, can you yeah, pick that up this quickly? I Especially, so. you know, OTAs. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just skipping out on OTAs. <laughs> we, we all know. Oh. No, I think he should have been there. For that no, reason. No, Every throw matters. I think it's going to no, be okay. You don't think I so. hope it is. I think, no, I think it's going to be okay. I think you're going to be just fine. I do love Brian Gudikins, your old scouting buddy. Uh, he probably listened to the podcast. He probably took that advice from Jim Monas <clears throat> way back in March when Jim said Green Bay shouldn't be a hamster on a wheel Can't. and chase receivers. Just chase, 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 chase. No. You had one. Go defense. Yeah. Go defense. You've got a team that hasn't been able to <clears throat> win in an octagon in January. They just get pushed around. So maybe you maybe you're the team that does the pushing around this time. Maybe you're the team that sucker punches. And I, you know, honestly, I didn't really watch Georgia football week in and week I, out. I can't tell you much about Quay Walker. I can't, and Tyler. Tyler I can't tell right you now. a lot about them as players because I didn't study those guys like that. But I didn't watch a ton of Georgia because their games really weren't that good until obviously, you know, the national stuff at the end, the four. But their defense wasn't like. It wasn't that great in those games. Like, I mean, they were good during the season, though. No, right? they were I mean, great, but in the big, like the Alabama, the you know what I'm saying? Like, they weren't that, like, they were talking about this historic defense. I don't know. All right, let's but pull anyway. them up here. Let's pull them up. Uh, yeah, I mean. But I like that they did that. I like they're trying to, like, if that's who they valued, uh, that's that's what I know of. I can see Gutekis being like that. Rodgers is going to make everything okay on offense. He will. That's what you've said. I mean, he yeah. should. He's a four-time MVP. I, paying him all that money. <laughs> no, he should. It's a lot of money. So, yeah. Right. I it, love it, it should be it. enough. Should we – when the season starts this year, should we do like a – should we keep track of how many times we actually talk about Mahomes, Allen, Rodgers? I feel like we haven't talked about Mahomes a lot lately. I think it's time to ramp that up. Got to ramp up the Mahomes talk. We really should. Well, we we mentioned it when we were talking earlier today. Uh, it, it would be fun to kind of look back at that at that draft, the one yeah. we talked about ad nauseum. But yeah, I think that's for another. Yep. Of, I still think you take Patrick Mahomes there because I think he's yeah. the best player in the sport, and it's not even close. Like. And he's going to prove it this year. No Tyreek Hill. He'll be fine. 
I'd still take Mahomes. But now it's an argument worth having. Are you better off with what exactly happened? Trading down, handing the future regime that gift of a future first, and taking Tredavious White. And then Especially you, where we took Tredavious. I mean, that was late first round. Late. You know, when he easily could have taken Zay Jones there. <laughs> Still playing. Still playing. Oh, my gosh. Still can playing. you imagine? But, I mean, it's it's definitely a conversation worth having. So, we're not going to have it right now, but no. maybe at some point if people want to hear it. If you don't want to hear it, tell us to shut the hell up and we won't talk about it. So, <laughs> I didn't put out the bat signal on Twitter for outlandish questions want, let's because do it. Let's we're going to get together at Hamburg one. later this yeah. week and we'll do it then. Yeah, it's good. It's good there. I can't wait to get those questions. But before we sign off, our buddy Chris Sims did have his uh, top 40 quarterback ranking and as we've talked about, rankings are dumb. I hate rankings. But if there's one that I'll pay attention to, it's that. I like it because he puts in the work. He does we work. We're co-workers at Bleach Report. I saw the it. work that Chris Sims puts in. He had his own office, and he literally just sits there and watches film of quarterbacks nonstop, just like you do, really. I mean, you guys yeah. are like uh, brothers from another mother here. Like, he's- it's the only way to really, it's the only way to feel comfortable putting a list together, or like how we talk about when I have my rankings too. I wouldn't feel comfortable just saying anybody can. At least I have you try to back it up with tape, best you can. Much better than just you know shooting from the hip like some of us. Yeah, do. like I, you know, I've talked to you. I had that. I have a point system. I mean, it's your point system is. I, I'll take that over QBR. It really, you yards. saw it all year. It, the, the right guys were up top. It was always, it was, it's the same, you know, it's the right guys up there. Burrow was always high, high, high. Even when, like, I'm te- you know that. Remember you said, man, you always have Burrow high. I will say this too. The way that teams navigated the quarterback waters through free agency and all the uncertainty reflected your point system. Right, like, because there were some quarterbacks you'd see on that list, like, oh, that seems a little high, that seems a little low. Like, Derek yeah. Carr was probably a little higher than maybe people thought. Yeah. But it's true. Like, and then he's been valued as such. You know, it's he real, gets paid. Yeah. It's it's going to be – you know the guy that didn't – I'm trying to remember how – I got to look. I could pull it and see where they finished. But Russell Wilson, we're going to pay attention. It's going to be interesting to see if he – how much he has left. Because I did notice some – I thought I thought some shakiness in his play. A little slippage. Big uh, Colorado Avalanche fan, Russell Wilson. I saw him. Oh, that was I saw that. <laughs> he's been there for. He's been there since Claude Lemieux, Jim, Peter Forsberg, Joe Sackett. I saw that. That, was, that was good. <laughs> he's been there since the nineties. I mean, what can you say when you really when you live through that Avs Red Wings? rivalry in the 90s and all the blood that was just like he did just like as russell wilson did you have to really soak in a moment like this you you really do (laughs) hey uh beautiful sunset right now i get uh lake erie yeah how is life over there on the other side of uh sunset i like it i like it it's nice yeah well I think that's a good spot. Let's let's just end on a pretty sunset. What do you say, Jim? I think so. I have some other. I think we have some good topics coming with the the players and who's going to sneak up on some not sneak up or like comeback player of the year. I think like, like it's you know 
the variables. Like these are yeah, yeah. guys you don't. Yeah. Like Sammy Watkins is a variable for the Green Bay Packers. Like if he, if he does, if if he can live up to a fraction of the expectations he came into this league with nine years ago, I mean, they can win the Super Bowl. Like it, it, they just need something out of that passing game. They need somebody to get on the same page as Aaron Rodgers and, and be trustworthy. And you 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 look past at some of those Packer teams. That, that did win the Super Bowl, two of them, 96, 2010, Ron Wolf, Ted Thompson, both like there, there were some players on both of those teams that kind of were similar in terms of like, you know, I, I think of Andre Risen mm-hmm. in that 96 team. That's a, ah, I like that comparison, you know, like he was, was just kind of forgotten at that point. That's a good comparison. Still had a, a little something left, had a little something left to give them and they needed it at the end of the year because Freeman broke and his arm. Tyler, Robert Brooks had, is, had the knee. You, they were down to like Terry Mickens at some point as their top guy. Like, and put that on your, in. that's your Twitter clip right there. Yeah. That's a great call. If, he, if, could, he, could if, if he can do that, if he can be if he can give them that rising type, that that's what the key is. That would be a realistic expectation. All right. Good job. Let's end that's it there. Cool. Jim, good to see you, buddy. We'll do it again soon. In the flesh, Thursday. I don't want to tease our guest yet because we definitely have to uh, double check that we're good Final to go. Yeah. But I think we have a, uh, a really fun guest. Be good. Thursday. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.